0: June 11th, 1805. A fire destroys large parts of Detroit. It's been described as almost too easy. Welcome to The Revisionist, the podcast for the huddled masses. I'm Brian Flynn. I'm
1: Zach Powers.
0: And our guest tonight is a delightful, delightful Denver comic, co-host of the Whiskey and Cigarettes podcast, among many other things. Please welcome Zach Moss. Oh man, no
2: one's ever called me delightful, delightful before. Double delightful. I'm double, Ooh. double D and over with delightful right now. Well, hi well, everybody.
1: You're like uh, a little Debbie product of a human being. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. yeah.
2: Like the like the stutter of a southern child. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I only wrote it down
0: once, but I'm like, you know what? Let's throw we'll another go. one in there. It's Friday night. Let's go a little crazy. Yeah. When you see square. him in person,
1: it just come. Yeah, you, you can't help it. Pictures don't capture it.
0: (laughs) It's it's like seeing Sasquatch or something. Exactly, yeah.
1: Did
2: you just say I look like a Sasquatch?
1: I mean, Brian said that.
0: No, I meant you felt more like a Sasquatch, if that makes any sense. Blurry and distant. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, but still something
1: primal. Outdoorsy and athletic, Mm -hmm. uh, mysterious. I've never seen Friends with the Hendersons.
2: (laughs) You. you, You've never you've never seen a squatch, is that what you're trying to say? I, I've never. I, I, I've never seen a never been squatching.
0: No, I've never gone squatching. No. Squatch watching? Never been squatch watching. Never been uh, yeti yelping.
2: Yeah, I That's did. That's when you review Yetis. I had an interview once with uh, Bobo. Uh, he's a professional mm-hmm. uh, Bigfoot hunter, mm-hmm. and uh, he told me some fascinating things. He brought us a, uh, a casting of a Bigfoot uh, footprint, also. So. I'm 100% sure it's real. I've seen the evidence. It's just oh. the use of
0: the word professional. Because, oh, yeah. Because, I mean, how do you make well, money off he, of that?
2: Well, he bangs two-by-fours together in the woods and <laughs> that's screams. Not, that's <laughs> not, that's no. not money, though. That's, that's, that's how a professional hunter money hunts, all right? And the,
1: I'm for the Squatch. Stop right here. Everybody knows the mating call of the Sasquatch is two two-by-fours. Banging against each other in a forest, which is hard. That's why there's so few. It's hard to find two by fours in it's, the forest. It's
2: actually how, it's how the Forest they, is made of two by
1: fours. Well, they're not cut properly. You it's see.
2: how they uh, communicate. It's a squatch form of like Morse code, if you will. They can uh, you know uh, hear it over long distances.
0: Sure. Yeah. I mean, that
2: two sense. two claps means I'll be home for dinner.
0: Uh, three claps means there's trouble
2: Three means uh, our relationship so is over And you will raise the children from here on out
1: Next time you are no, camping no. Remember this Sasquatch hobo code We're teaching yeah,
2: <laughs> there's, a, uh, there's a lot of squatch controversy <laughs> <laughs> hey. Never mind, I'm going to stop here so Sorry moral man. Of this I've already managed to really dis- derail this, uh, is this no, that's Squatch is just a fun word Yeah, yeah.
1: And you <laughs> add a little sass in there Even better <laughs>
2: Listeners, as you Just may trying to imagine, a real sassy Sasquatch. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: uh, yes. No, you Wha- don't photo me. <laughs> Why wasn't that a Looney Tunes no character?
0: <laughs> Why is that not a what?
1: A Looney Tunes character, sassy Sasquatch. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like that's a rejected Looney Tunes character. Mm-hmm. I'm sure rejected to their detriment. I may say
0: <laughs> it was deemed not racist enough. You had, to, you
2: had to take it there. Yeah. We're just having fun with furry woodland creatures, and then you, we're going to get to plenty of that.
0: <laughs>
1: Even having fun with furry woodland creatures does not sound entirely decent <laughs> given the history of what we've talked about on this show especially.
0: Uh, listeners, as you may know, each episode of the show, we take a different topic from history and present two different stories on it. One true, one false, mm. and we get to decide the winner. Uh, if you listen to the last episode with Zach Welch, uh, you'll know that the true story went out in the case of
2: Benedict Arnold. Back to back, Zach. Man, there's a, there's a lot of Zachs in this town. They're you know, really... at least. And I they... mean, and we're all doing important work. Like I feel like it's to the point where. We shouldn't all fly on the same airplane together, you know. Like the guys who, are like
1: the, uh, the secret recipe to Coke or whatever. But
2: like, yeah, but like all all uh, the other Zacks, like you guys could all fly on an airplane at the same time together.
1: <laughs> okay,
2: so, so basically, as as this is what? a plea for you to have a private airplane. <laughs> what you want is a private airplane. Um, I bought. I bought. Actually, I figured I'd throw like a little Zach bash out in the ocean uh, <laughs> and i got tickets for every zach in town uh
1: is this wait. a ploy to kill everyone <laughs> named zach but
2: yourself
0: <laughs> uh, are you inviting them to a plane crash or is this like an international
2: no thing? this is just my public invite for everybody to come to the big zach bash in the ocean uh send me an email uh <laughs> at uh zachary moss i mean at least we'd uh, rid of zach snyder or or you can tweet me at zach i have the original at zach so yeah just tweet me at that that's a lie. That's a that's a real lie. But, but Zach,
0: uh, if you're listening, head on over to the ocean.
1: Yay. I don't know if we've said Zachmore or Squatchmore. You know,
2: you can, you can fly there, but you're also more than welcome to swim. It's not very far. Just go straight. <laughs> just deep enough to just drown. Go, just go to any ocean and go straight until you get there. Uh, <laughs> uh, there's also some in the middle of large lakes. So uh, be looking for these parties, uh, fellow Zachs.
1: Great. And the time, any time, just
2: start swimming into the ocean. <laughs> it's always party
0: time at a Zach Bash. And when people ask you what you're doing, just say, Zach Bash, as any- your lungs fill with salt
1: water. 7 p.m. till question mark. <laughs> because they will never find the body.
0: Oh, god damn it.
1: This week we're discussing Valley Forge. Zach Powers,
0: you
2: have the true story. I do. Why do you tell him that he has the true story? I think you should let people see if they can guess. Have you guys debated right. this? That's- and this Rashomon of a podcast <laughs> I have
1: one version of the events
0: yeah. Zach Powers you have A version of events Sure I, I sure do Zach Moss you have another version
2: Yeah I have a version of events I mean <laughs> we, we both have true stories That's yeah. true uh, Not to invalidate I just don't know who did better research I think <laughs> I did
1: <laughs> Very possible
0: um, <laughs> Given the preview of some of your research I could say your research was very in depth <laughs> But, Zach, if you're
1: ready. I am. So, Valley Forge was, in fact, a military encampment during the American Revolution. Bullshit. Uh, <laughs> immediately, we're at odds. <laughs> it uh, essentially lasted from December 19th, 1777 until January 18th, 1778. Um, it immediately followed the Battle of White Marsh, which was actually a pretty bad more or less defeat for the americans like eight times as many americans died as british though it was kind of more of a skirmish
2: than a proper battle
1: and washington
0: well, sounds like more of just a slaughter than a battle
2: yeah, yeah. skirmish is when like forces lightly exchange casualties like eight <laughs> lightly to one. Exchange casualties. Yeah. or was it literally like like 16 revolutionary soldiers died and about two 100... british died and they're like fuck this we're gonna do this later it was <laughs> like
1: uh i think it was 150 to about 20
2: Okay. okay, so way to hype that shit, all right? Yeah. that's that's. There's gang fights that are bigger than that. Are, are there?
0: Yeah.
1: Because
2: that's still like 170 people. Seems like a pretty big, big,
1: <laughs> that's a pretty massive big gang. gang fight. Is this the Warriors that were... T- it's like a medium-sized terrorist event. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I was, thinking, I, was, I was thinking
2: about going there, but I didn't want to bring down the mood.
1: Um, That's, well, we just did
0: talk about drowning a bunch of people in the ocean. Yeah, we they they're going they to get, a nice party.
2: I don't know what you're talking about.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: Anyways, um, Washington
1: had, over the course of the previous year, been pushed out of New York and pushed back to Philadelphia. So he was kind of not on a hot streak in this particular mm. instance. Uh, they hold up for the winter at Valley Forge, knowing, knowing the winter would probably be too severe to really have an effective campaign during that time. So there were a few notable folks with him. Marquis de Lafayette was there. Um, Alexander Hamilton was, in fact, there. And slightly before they got to Valley Forge, Washington actually sent Hamilton to talk to General Horatio Gates, who was kind of the hero of the revolution at the time.
2: Who was the first guy?
1: Marquis de Lafayette, he is a key figure in the French and American Revolution. He is So I one figured
2: of, he was French. Yeah. Yeah.
1: He's one of the key connections between us and our French allies in the Revolutionary War. And tied with Lincoln for my favorite historical
0: figure, but we'll get to that in an episode or two.
1: Hamilton goes to General Horatio Gates, who's a hero at this point for winning the Battle of Saratoga, though some historians say that was more Benedict Arnold's doing than his, and tries to get more troops and more supplies to the people hold up at Valley Forge. And Gates says no. Hamilton tries every argument in the books. Gates says no. And Hamilton's uncomfortable, strong argument, because he's such a important figure at the time. And Hamilton's like 22, 23 years old. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he goes back and has nothing for the people at Valley Forge. Um, over the course of the coming we, uh, months, in fact, 2,500 of the 12,000 people there die. 4,000 are listed as unfit for combat at some point or another during the, uh, the events. There's typhoid, there's yellow fever, there's pneumonia, there's dysentery. Even when they enter this Valley Forge, only about a third of the troops even have shoes. There was reportedly, like, bloody footprints from the marching into it. No, man, and I see that in, in the it. I mean, snow. I
2: don't even know how we won the war when one third of the army was hippies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, they just talked at the British, so the British were like, this is intolerable. They were like, fuck this B.O. and patchouli and bloody feet. <laughs> yeah. We don't want to fuck with Some these Some say hippies.
1: Valley Forge was the first Burning Man, but... Yeah. Uh, <laughs>
2: Hey,
1: hey. <laughs> so, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was going to lead somewhere. It's just vaguely threatening. <laughs> Within the first week, they'd only managed to make two huts. Both required 80 logs, and they only used one axe to make both of them because they were so undersupplied. Although by February they at least had shelter,
2: but they were still starving. They built like 40 in a month though. After that they like really stepped it up. They and stepped built it an up. impressive amount of huts. I mean, come on man. Well,
1: you know, it t- the first two are kind of practice huts and then you get on your game. Yeah, but, uh, and the snow was melting too quickly for them fish to efficiently even turn it into drinking water, but it was still cold and damp, which <laughs> let the diseases fester like super well. So basically it was the worst possible conditions. Meanwhile, there were a lot of people around the country saying Washington was lazy or falling asleep at the wheel for not pushing forward during this time, even though his men just couldn't, including Thomas Conway, who ran what's sometimes called Conway's Cabal, which mm-hmm. was an anti-Washington sort of group of it important It was like the first super
0: pack, basically.
1: Yeah, they were uh, opposed to Washington and wanted Gates to kind of be the figurehead of the American Revolution.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, and there's some question as to whether or not Horatio Gates was involved with, with Conway's them. Cabal. Yeah.
1: They wrote to the Continental Congress repeatedly, but they were unresponsive. Eventually, in J- January, a couple members of the Continental Congress came by And saw how horrendous the conditions (laughs) were. And in February, the rest of the Congress unanimously voted to send more supplies. But because of the way the system was set up in the Continental Congress, like there were still a lot of separate factions that had weird power over how provisions were divvied up and generals specifically like Gates. The weird division in how all of this was set up, some people argue eventually had kind of an impact on Washington and Hamilton who felt like it would be better to have a more centralized power which may be important later in their careers yes. um but obviously it was a pretty harrowing time for both of them because people were dying <laughs> yes, all over because the place. people were
0: dying and no one had shoes
1: yeah Uh, I'm saving the best for last, but, um, okay. (laughs) During the course of the, during the course of it, uh, a few wives and children came by. It's kind of hard to, it's kind of hard to forget that, easy to forget that all this was happening relatively close to where these people really lived, so occasionally family could actually come to the battlefront. (laughs) Martha Washington came by and some other wives and they, like, knitted blankets for the troops, although they were clearly not enough for everybody.
2: (laughs) But. It was good for morale. It was
1: probably good for morale, but there was something that was better for morale. <laughs> All right. Imagine you're in Valley Forge. Everybody's dying and sick and they got typhoid and dysentery. There's probably shit everywhere. Mm-hmm. You want a bone. You, you want, want a bone? <laughs> Real bad. <laughs> you want a bone. Everybody's too... The boning would be fatal boning. Too sick. And butt sex has not been invented yet. Of course. That came about in, I think, 1884. Mm-hmm.
0: With, with, of course, the contribution of Jonathan Buttsex. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Suddenly, what do you hear in the snow? But the sound of... Jingle bells coming down. Nothing but Baron von Steuben. (laughs) Nothing but. In an ornate, gorgeous sleigh (laughs) driven by several horses, a man covered head to toe in fine fur and knee-high boots. (laughs) Frederick Wilhelm August Heinrich Ferdinand Steuben which you might be thinking that doesn't sound like his real name, and you'd be correct because he was born. Frederick Wilhelm Ludolf Gerhard Augustin von Steuben, which I assume he changed because it was too Jewish,
2: <laughs>
1: comes riding in. This is a veteran of the Seven Years' War, a Prussian uh, military man who speaks only French, did not bother to learn fucking English <laughs> before he signed on. Important fact about Baron von Steuben. He is not a baron. (laughs) He lied about being a baron for eight years. It sounded the best on his name. (laughs) It did. When Ben Franklin introduced him to George Washington, he did come clean and say, I'm not a baron, I'm just a lieutenant colonel. He is not a lieutenant colonel. Well, so he
0: totally
2: catfished George Washington.
1: Pretty much. But this dude is the coolest dude. Are you
2: are you finished describing his <laughs> rival? Okay, because I was like, I know a few extra things if you don't have Alright.
1: <laughs> First of all, Baron von Steuben is almost certainly gay.
2: Alright? And he has Baron has, von Steuben is gay.
1: Yeah. Yeah. He has that he lives with throughout his life. I can only describe it as a harem of men. <laughs> that live intermittently in his house, including John Adams' son and John Quincy Adams' brother. <laughs> and a person who later became a senator. <laughs> and he just has these people filtering in and out of his house. He has, like, his entourage of men that he come, that come with him. And this motherfucker rides into Valley Forge, <laughs> doesn't speak a word of English, <laughs> and is like, I'm going to train these motherfuckers. <laughs> Because at this point, everybody had been trained out of different field manuals. Mm -hmm. So it was terribly coordinated. They didn't have any real drill instructors. So they didn't even know how to use, like, bayonets. They didn't know how to properly make latrines. Or even how to, like, turn left as a group. Like, they were fucking not coordinated Mm -hmm. at all. This is the part... And, like, every Mighty Ducks sort of uh, the Big Green movie where, like, the nerdy team is falling apart. And they're like, maybe that super cool kid can come by and teach us a few things. And they finally convince him to join the team. And there's a fucking montage. And at the end, they're great. <laughs> because Veron von Steuben writes a field manual, writes it in French because he doesn't speak fucking English. And he throws it to, like, Alexander Hamilton and Nathaniel Green and Marquis de Lafayette. He's like, translate this
2: shit. <laughs> Not I, only this, but he, when he rolls into town on this sleigh. Yeah. So, <laughs> with so the with way that, jingle
1: bells. The jingle bells yeah. had 24
2: jingle bells on the sleigh. And what I've heard is, is that his harem of boys is just like hanging, hanging all over out of, the, the <laughs> hanging just, all over the sleigh, like, like, just like, yeah. But not only that, He's a he rolls up in his has, lap. Yeah, yeah, he has a miniature greyhound. <laughs> he, has a, he has a fucking miniature greyhound.
1: I could only imagine this guy being like, I'm here, motherfuckers, <laughs> as he comes into town. Probably throwing money out of the sleigh.
0: He's waiting for the revolutionary band to play a song before yeah. he
1: enters. <laughs> yeah. So, he teaches these guys over the course of the next few months, even in their sixth state, like, everything. And they become an efficient unit to the degree that after this is over and they actually get supplies and they're a little more nourished they go on to the battle of monmouth which one mm-hmm. unlike the battle before where they were evenly matched they're outnumbered at monmouth and they win what historians describe as a nominal victory mm-hmm. despite being greatly outnumbered the british are the ones who retreat from that battle Mm-hmm.
0: They're the ones who retreat first, yeah. But it's still the canal. It's a calls nominal it a victory. victory,
1: but the fact of the matter is, this time they're outnumbered. Yeah, it's a proper battle, and they're actually doing something. Mm-hmm. Like they're putting the hurt on the British as at least as much as the vice versa. And I,
0: just, I just picture Baron von Steuben watching this with just like a fur coat and two giant gold chains. Oh, yeah,
1: and his manual is dispersed to like the rest of the army, like the the American army as the go-to training manual at this George
2: point. Washington wasn't a very good uh, general.
1: No. Yeah, he he was more of an inspirational it figure. He was think, really
2: but. a gay Frenchman that won mm. uh, yes. Won the and Revolutionary War for us. This, was known as a person.
1: If there is a reason...
2: So, those of you who love America...
1: <laughs> and the last detail, uh, as they were leaving Valley Forge in June, people finally having supplies, feeling better, not dying frequently anymore... <laughs> Um, was about the same time they got word back that the French had signed a treaty and were coming to support America. And they uh, ended their time at Valley Forge by having a bunch of ceremonies, like some ceremonial firing of muskets and chanting, long live the French, long live the friendly powers, long live America. And every soldier was given a gill of rum. <laughs> Which is how much rum? It's like, I don't know, like a fourth of a pint. Oh, that's not much rum. It's not much rum, but it's like... It's enough to get you drunk. 10,000 people, so...
0: (laughs) Especially when you haven't eaten in months. Yeah.
2: Yeah, you know, when you've been boiling down your boots.
1: (laughs) So I'm thinking... I mean, that's basically the story. If there's a reason to keep the true history, there's two. I'd say it's really interesting to see the roots of the Federalist urge in both Washington and Hamilton. And three simple words... Baron von fucking stupid.
2: Where, uh, where did you, where did you come across that research? Different sources, different sources. <laughs> yeah, I kind of. say. So, uh, I, I happened say. to be riding back in a car last night uh, from Fort Collins. I did a show up there, and they were listening to the Cracked podcast mm-hmm. in the car, and they happened to cover that entire. Yeah. Really? Segment. Ooh. Yeah. Well, which, which I was just like one of those, like, hot damn, I need to learn about this. And gradually, or just by chance, uh, I ended up hearing a bunch of shit about it. But yeah, that guy's awesome.
0: Yeah, I uh, I also just like the idea of the phrase, the Federalist Urge, because it sounds like a, a weird, like, Kindle erotica book about, <laughs>
1: so, about
0: gay sex at Valley Forge.
1: I'm sorry if there were a lot of tangents in that one. Too excited about Baron von Steuben, <laughs> no. gay revolutionary war hero and complete badass.
0: The best, like one of the two, two or three coolest figures. I don't of the know how Lin
1: Manuel Miranda did not have a big number where Baron von Steuben comes in right after Stay Alive and fucking sings a major song. like he sings I'll Make a Man Out of You, but it's all in French because he doesn't want to learn fucking English. And <laughs> Hamilton's just trailing behind singing the English version <laughs> so the audience can understand. Oh uh, man. So, Lynn manuel Miranda, if you're listening... Deleted scene, come on.
0: Deleted scene. Zach, thank you. Uh, Zach Moss, if you are uh, ready with your version of events.
2: All right, yeah, I am. Uh, let me let me set the table here. Let me paint this picture. All right, the moment you walk through the doors at Valley Forge Casino Resort, we start uh, working uh, to make sure that you have a first-class experience. Wait, hang on. Um, well, hold on. This, this is not...
1: It's, it's a weird start,
2: but... <laughs>
0: I, also, do you work for Valley Valley Forge Casino Resort? Is this just ad copy?
2: No, because huh, uh, I think uh, we're actually Joel, Joel. Friedman is the vice president of Valley. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, this, I mean, this is great, but I think we, I think we're
2: discussing a different I mean, Valley. Joel board. Friedman was
1: like a colonel, cur- a colonel.
2: He, I mean, he, so this is what their vice president said. He said, Valley Forge Casino Resort is just a special place. Okay, again, uh, I think I the size think we of our casino be... is 600 slots. God damn it. And 50 table <laughs> games, which allows us to treat every customer like a VIP. I so, think we might be
1: discussing two different well, Valley there's, Forge. There's some things that are right, did, like the name Valley Forge, and there's some numbers in there, which were also in my story. Did you, but,
2: did you guys want me to talk about Valley Forge Fabrics? Um, <laughs> again... Yeah um not like the quilts
1: the quilts they made maybe maybe like
2: textiles finished bedding decorative shears and coated blackouts that's i know what a couple of those are but
0: i think we're we're looking for valley forge uh uh, related to the revolutionary war
2: if you have that i just talked about oh like 20 minutes like what (laughs) zach just talked about for 20 minutes i was okay
0: you were just looking at all these different fabrics.
2: Well, that's uh that's how uh jokes don't work. No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh what's weird is is that uh I actually am a distant relative of George Washington. My family actually we broke off though. Like we changed our last mm-hmm. name uh from Washington. Uh once we found out uh that all of his dentures were made from slave teeth. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we were like, "Whoa!"
1: So once you found that out, like, "Whoa!" Yeah, did you find that out on our podcast one month ago?
2: <laughs> Holy shit! Yes, <laughs> no. So all of Washington's teeth are slave teeth, uh, mm-hmm. which you know, I guess is what you had to do back then. I love how in, our history, in the history books to. they're like, they're like, "No, they were wood. He had wooden teeth." You know you what? Know? Like, yeah. Ed Gein just
1: grave robbed. That's a perfectly valid way to get some teeth. If it's either that or take them out of slaves, well, I'm i with grave some robbing.
2: Of, some of the stuff I said, like, said that he, like, that Washington, like, bought them. Uh, yeah. But, uh, so, uh, you know, this is the truth about George Washington here. So, mm. uh, guys, uh... <laughs> He was a liar. Uh he was a liar. But
1: mm-hmm. uh, but when they asked him about that cherry tree. <laughs> I mean he Well, could, I love that the story. The story
2: for why he's a liar uh is just based off of uh a lie. Like they realize the story that says that he's not I mean if you want to say that he's not a liar, ask the British if they think that he's a liar. <laughs> All right? He is a liar. Uh he also God. He didn't love his wife. <laughs> Me. lied to her every time he said, I loved you. <laughs> who did he love? His best friend's wife. I bet he never told him that. <laughs>
1: Wait, so would that be Eliza Hamilton? You know or? what? I mean, not only did he never tell him, I bet he, every time he saw him, he said, I don't love your wife. Yeah. <laughs> it just <laughs> seemed so easy for him to lie all the fucking time. Oh, yeah. I know. <laughs> Martha... through his
2: ill-gotten teeth. So Martha Washington was a widow who had the most money. Uh which is how this all plays in because we, this, this war was all orchestrated by the Masons. It's a profitable mm-hmm. exchange between governments. It was never planned for the British to win. That was never planned at all. Valley Forge. Yeah. The troops, the troops had a bad time. Some of them. They had to paint that picture. All right. That was yeah. part of Washington's lie. He had to make it look like they were out there, like they were weak, like they were out, you know, like they were under trained. I'm you really know, hoping the story bring, involves water slides. I'm just going to say it. You bring, you bring Van Steuben in. Uh, Stup- you bring you bring you bring, you bring baron von steuben in you know he shows up on sleigh bells and stuff think of the reports that the british are getting back at their camp they're getting oh they just had a gay man on a sleigh with a tiny greyhound show up and he's gonna teach them how to fight <laughs> uh, and boy you should see it they can't even drink they they can't even drink they can't even dig. Toilets, latrines <laughs> They certainly can't There's drink just, toilets There is shit running downhill into their Shittily constructed cabins Which they, which they built downhill for some reason <laughs> Yeah, you know uh, One of the things a lot of people don't know Smell of shit, stronger than coffee Will keep you wide awake <laughs> Alert, trained for hours It's very efficient I'm glad <laughs> to realize the, the research Was done on yeah. that Combine the
1: two, you got a 24 hour energy baby but, no. Oh
2: no what a lot of people don't know is that...
1: This podcast brought to you by 24-Hour Energy? Uh, lot,
2: <laughs> shit in your coffee. A lot of people don't know this, but uh, Tom Hanks was at Valley Forge. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, this is our Tom Hanks. Yes. Okay. Tom Hanks, uh, Tom Hanks was at Valley Forge, but it's the Tom Hanks from the Da Vinci Code uh he was so it's kind of our topic so it's
1: wait is it a character he played or is it
2: well he was he was sent back in time this is where things start to get crazy and this is what a lot of people don't know about (laughs) tom hanks was sent back in time to protect george washington from a murdering cyborg robot Mm. that was sent back from 2050 by the british empire who by then were going by Skynet, I presume. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, Tom Hanks went back, saved George Washington from the cyborg, but... What happened was he really didn't even need to because the robot was trained to identify him by his dental records and because of all the slave teeth that he was wearing.
1: Classic time-traveling cyborg assassin mistake. Mm. They
2: had no idea. So Baron Von Steuben, being as charming as he was, charmed the robot (laughs) into fighting the British. Okay. Okay. And they did not. They did not reveal that they had a Terminator robot at White Marsh. They it did would not do probably that. be
1: like a, 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 a military
2: mistake to just say, "Hey, guess what? We got a, we got a Terminator." <laughs> we have a drone. Guess what? <laughs> but anyways, so what happened was is then uh, really they they threw a pretty big dance party. Baron von Steuben threw a very big dance party. Dance
0: parties figure so prominently in history, it's-
2: and really what it was for is it was actually a giant uh, orgy um there so smallpox had broken out oh sure and uh there was not a way to I think
1: you mean smallpox had remained broken out <laughs>
2: <laughs> well yeah so they basically what they did was it was called it was the first time that anyone they took a huge risk on this but it was called uh, a calculation. um and it's where um someone who has smallpox fucks someone I feel like doesn't. that was invented
0: by someone with smallpox as an excuse to fuck a bunch of people. Well,
2: what's crazy is—is is it actually instead of so four out of ten, you know, used to survive uh, just is straight this... smallpox, four out of ten people, but Shit. with the calculation, uh, one out of fifty survived. So he actually, <laughs> through having this huge dance orgy, saved. You know, I mean, thousands of lives. Well, that math works the opposite way
1: that you think you do <laughs> If one out of 50 survived, that's much less than... Oh, I'm sorry. out of 10. I'm sorry.
2: One out of 50 died.
1: Oh, okay. Oh, okay. But, but it works know. the same way as a vaccine where you get a small sample in your bloodstream and it kind of inoculates. <laughs> yeah, but
2: weird thing, though. Tom Hanks, though, had diabetes, spread diabetes to about half... Wow. Not usually an infectious disease. And what's crazy is a lot of people don't realize is that diabetes all has to do with Tom Hanks.
0: Okay. Wait, also, so Tom Hanks was the one fucking all of these people.
2: Well... Or was it just a like big mess? Like Tom talking? Hanks in the future with diabetes going back and giving okay. diabetes to people so, in the past is the whole reason that, I that diabetes existed so that Tom Hanks could get diabetes in the first place. It's kind of like a butterfly so effect I, of I, diabetes. I, I,
1: I have three <laughs> questions. Three questions I need answered right now. One, the Terminator. Was it all metal, all liquid
2: metal, or a hybrid of both? Uh, all slave teeth. Oh wow! Okay, that's a new that model. Is way that, wow. is a,
0: that is waste carrier.
2: That is no. It was uh, it was made out of wood. Uh,
1: oh, okay. so sure. hmm. that makes sense. Uh, organic materials have to go back in time. That makes sense. Yeah, uh, the British.
2: I mean, the British weren't no Skynet. All right, they sure. sent a they sent a, a a wooden robot back in time to try and protect the future. Uh, yeah. Number two, in our universe, I'm pretty sure Tom Hanks does not have diabetes. <laughs>
1: why was it his character in the da vinci code
2: no tom tom hanks has, has secret diabetes has diabetes okay three
1: in our he universe he really does he
2: got it from all of his amazing roles he has a uh, type his sweet two. sweet roles i got you it's <laughs> yep God Three it.
1: <laughs> in our universe diabetes is not a sexually transmitted disease <laughs> is it because he has er
2: diabetes Well, it's because he he's like that outbreak monkey.
1: Okay, so Gwyneth Paltrow was also there. Well, no, that's uh, that's contagion.
2: contagion. (laughs) Well, no, I mean it's basically like this: like the only way you can get diabetes through sex is from Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks had sex. Gave them diabetes, they had children. I mean, basically, I mean, what it kind of comes down to, too, is he probably fucked his great-great-great-grandfather. That makes sense. That
1: makes sense. That's why Tom Hanks is married to Wilford Brimley. So So
2: Tom Hanks is the only person who can pass on diabetes sexually. Great. What I'm saying is is that if we want to cure type 2 diabetes, we should have killed Tom Hanks 15 years ago. But who has the heart
0: to do
1: that? And he's America's sweetheart. America's dad. and
2: And then, you know, they were... George Washington actually figured this out when they were there, and he was like, "You know what? I could kill this man that came back and protected me from this wooden terminator, or <laughs> you know." We're just calling it a terminator and, now. And I and I could also and I could also cure diabetes, you know. But we can. But what what would America do without Big? You know uh, <laughs> of course. Because Tom Hanks was very popular at the camp. He actually, mm-hmm. he would tell all the men uh, stories of his movies. <laughs> sure, uh, They really loved, their favorite was Joe vs. the Volcano. Oh. Um, it was a great one. Like um, that
1: scene in Star Wars where C-3PO tells the ewoks about all their adventures and they're getting really into it yeah but
2: when he once he tells them about the brain tumor part of joe versus the volcano they all like half he created a lot of hypochondria basically <laughs> um, A lot anytime anyone would get a headache after tom left uh, the soldiers would be like i think i might have a tumor oh he was
1: like the webmd of the time and yeah. of course
2: his
0: tales of falling in love with a mermaid yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, of always, going into space made a
1: lot of people swim into the ocean looking for mm-hmm. a mermaid mm-hmm. or a party. <laughs> well, and
2: then he'd always be like, you know, he'd tell them about saving Private Ryan, uh, mm-hmm. and they would they would say stuff like, uh, "Can't wait for my kids to fight in that war."
1: <laughs>
2: Maybe a few generations removed,
1: <laughs> some very old children fighting a world well, war. Well, and
2: then and then the Civil War. It was like, uh, you know. I don't know. Basically, a lot of people were burying gold. Uh, And, of course, that time he was stuck in the airport. There's a lot of letters that are actually about ready to be delivered in the next few years that say, like, hey, I know gold's worth a lot more money now. I buried some here in this field. Um, (laughs) They're just letters that are ready to be delivered. So, anyways, back to the Masons and the Illuminati. They were behind all of it they usually are (laughs) (laughs) probably even the wooden terminator but Mm -hmm. um that's what really happened at valley forge oh zach thank you
0: for that uh and the role of judgment falls to me this week and (laughs) the deciding factor would have been baron von steuven but i think he's in both versions in much the same way so that's that's a bit of a wash. On the one hand, one, one version celebrates Tom Hanks as the, man who, the saved, man who created diabetes, the man who created diabetes while well, saving America, yeah. <laughs> and re- but also cursing America in the future with diabetes. Yeah, but uh, so. I mean the other version honors the trials and sacrifices of the men encamped at Valley Forge, mm-hmm. and the other version has a Terminator made out of either wood and slave teeth. I think <laughs> a combination of both,
1: yeah. which is a horrifying... He has a beautiful smile. Well, you need something to, <laughs> to hold the wood together, I guess. <laughs>
0: oh, is teeth really the best?
2: Uh, how, how else are you going to make fingernails on a wooden robot? Uh, oh, God. Answer me
0: this. Tom Hanks is back in time. Da Vinci Code, Tom Hanks, specifically, is back in time—this is so fucking convoluted—is back in time to save the revolution. Does he have the capacity to, to travel? To
2: save just George Washington, right? And by proxy, the revolution. Ooh. Well, I mean, George Washington really wasn't that important, but Tom Hanks just didn't like the way that the other guy looked on money. <laughs> King King George III. <laughs> yeah okay okay
0: does uh does tom hanks have no
2: no no that you're still thinking the british would have won like
0: <laughs> so someone else would have swooped in you gotta
2: you gotta remember this is back when america was great you know <laughs> this is and, back uh, when americans were great and, and uh, of course how
0: could they be great again yeah
2: you're sure <laughs>
0: but i think
1: it's an important had question had had. Well, Does tom hanks join caligula as a person
2: with access to a time machine Another thing that I didn't want to get totally into, but <laughs> but we forced your hand. A, a big part of uh Tom Hanks being spared by George Washington also had to do with his son is probably going to release the, Hanks? the dopest rap album. Oh, the other one. Uh uh, uh they're the same person actually. <laughs> He only has one son, but uh, Jekyll and Hyde situation. But it's part of his son's actor training that he's been training him since he was a wee child, master training him like, "You're going to play the role of three of my children." <laughs> wait,
0: is Tom Hanks in his private
2: life Batman? No. Oh well, then okay. Well, um, I am now apparently an expert on Tom Hanks.
0: He's <laughs> <yeah. laughs> so authoritative. Oh, uh, I think. I was on the fence, but the idea of George Washington being like, "I, I would punish you for spreading diabetes," but your son's mixtape is gonna be fire. Either way, I either way
2: Zach wins today. Mm. I gotta
0: go with. I have to go with Zach. Uh, Zach Moss, that is.
2: I did it.
0: Yes, take that, Zach. Go to the ocean party.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, that just sounds like a beach party, but with more drowning. How do we do on time? How are we doing? uh we're doing all right we should wrap up soon uh but listeners uh if you want to comment or ask us a question you could do that at revisionistpodcast.com or you could like us on facebook follow us on twitter uh or review us on itunes which is super super helpful and again
2: thank you to everyone who has done that so far george washington was a real piece of trash by the way he fucking pennsylvania made it illegal for slaves to be uh slaves for more than six months So what he would do is right when they were about to get to the point where they had to be released, he would just take them back across the border of Pennsylvania and then bring in new ones. And then when they were ready to go, then he would take them back and then he would bring the other slaves in. So he was just slave switcher ruins. So he never had to free his slaves. Like, fuck that guy. (laughs) 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 And his goddamn slave teeth. Like, why the fuck is he on our money? Oh, yeah. He won this war. That a gay guy trained all of our troops <laughs> to fucking win. I would uh, put
1: Baron von Steuben on money in a heartbeat. Yeah, oh let's yeah.
2: Put Baron von Steuben on the one dollar bill, or just like
1: his greyhound on the one, and him on the five. Yeah, move Lincoln. Oh the no, tr- yeah. Instead of the Lincoln Memorial on the back, it's him coming in on a sleigh with a greyhound and a like a harem of men hanging off. <laughs> <laughs> oh man!
2: And of course, Titus. Where's Burgess. that
1: fucking portrait? Where is that fucking portrait?
2: Oh man! Before we go, that should be on the back of money. Yeah, <laughs> him just in his furs with his grey hand, like fuck yeah, money. Sh-
0: Zach, before we go, as I mentioned, you co-host Whiskey and Cigarettes podcast.
2: Yes, uh, I'm also the co-creator of Uncalled For, the mm-hmm. worst card game. Uh, you can check that out at uncalledfor.com. Uh, F-O-U-R uh, that show we were just at Bridgetown Comedy Festival and just last night we we're at Nerdmelt in LA yeah there's a lot of cool stuff happening with that local show should be coming up for July soon so yeah check out the website uh, follow me uh, on Facebook Zach Moss Z-A-C-M-A-A-S or on Twitter at Moss Comedy M-A-A-S Comedy yay yay alright thank you for taking that over for
0: me <laughs> Uh, Zach, stage of fools is still on hiatus, but you can always listen always to the back episodes. Yep. And as for me, I will if you are very on top of it, listeners. Today, Saturday, June eleventh, I will be at the O Lounge for Long and Wicked, which is at Colfax in Washington. It's above a great a, show, above a sex shop.
2: That, go no, it's above a gay bar. Above a gay bar, right next to a sex shop. God, you call a gay bar a sex shop? Geez, so much different. All right, <laughs> it's a bar. It's above a bar with cages that men dance in below it that's true Von Steuben's kind of place
1: <laughs> <laughs> they should rename it Von Steuben's I mean if he got to
0: <laughs> be, I want to make that gay bar now <laughs> and also June 20th I will be hosting an event called Flash Storytelling uh, in association with the Inglewood Public Library uh, so, what's up
2: with that tell me some deets on that
0: uh, it's a storytelling event three minutes max for everyone there's a prize for the best storyteller of the night and it's just going to be a lot of fun Uh, It's open to everyone Yeah, Uh, Come on down and check that out Stage time comics Do (laughs) it Or people who aren't comics Who just wander into the library The homeless are welcome Tell
2: tell every homeless person you see on the street To come down and tell a story There's a cash prize Oh they have such stories (laughs) Uh,
0: Zach, thank you
2: Thank you so much for having me, guys. This is a lot of fun. Uh, I know way more about George Washington than I ever wanted to. <laughs> um, okay. I thought he was a all right guy before I was asked to do this podcast. And, uh, <laughs> I mean, that's goal to know, ruin. Well, no, now, no, it's, it's not even that you ruined my idea, idea of Washington. It's that you ruined, uh, <laughs> in <innocence> a <laughs> of my childhood, you know, it's that, it's that I was lied to as a child. And, you know, now I look, I used to think about it like those were the good old days. And then I'm like, no, they, those are just the days where I would show up in a room every day and be miserable while they lied to me. Yeah. Um, yeah blue pill red pill man yeah (laughs) i don't know what that means i
1: don't know but you're getting dangerously close to the name of like an mra group and i don't want to have any part of it oh man
0: zach powers thank you as always thank you for everyone here at the revisionist i'm brian flynn i am zach powers
2: i'm zach moss thanks for joining us